0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: Welcome in everybody to Scouts Eye on Pro Football on the Landry Football Podcast Network. We're heading into week four of the NFL. We're going to take a look at the games. It's a... Uh, starting to come into focus a little bit, maybe a little bit of uh, surprises out there. You got two and one Jacksonville you got the, the three and old dolphins, uh, the o and three Raiders and, you know, the Texans and the Seahawks, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, their struggles. And you got the Eagles, um, you know, uh, Miami putting its unbeak, unbeaten streak on the line uh, Thursday night. We're going to get into that matchup uh, first. Some other, uh, big names on the schedule here. So uh, we're going to see some interesting matchups and uh, it is too early to declare anybody out of it, but you can see the teams at least that look like they don't have what it takes to be in contention most of the year. And you've got some teams that look like they do, but can they sustain it throughout the course of the year? So it's early, but as we always say, getting through a quarter of the season is where you want to go to at least from an evaluation standpoint, get a true feel for what a team is or isn't, but you can play your way out of it. I don't think you can play your way in it, but I think you can play your way out of it early on. And I think some teams are heading towards doing that. we got an intriguing matchup on Thursday night, depending on when you're listening to this, the game may have already been played, but curious to see the health of Tua, uh, if, if he plays, how well he plays. Um, it, you know, the, everything has been investigated in terms of a concussion, and it was ruled uh, clearly and no reason for me to think otherwise other than maybe it looked like he uh, hit his head uh, and it made sense if it could have he could have been concussed, but it was ruled uh, the back. He had the, uh, passed the test on the concussion, and I'm curious to see what uh, they need to do in this game or what they can do in the game. Cincinnati has struggled in pass protection at this point. And this Dolphin team is rushing the passer very well. So uh, it's just certainly a moment that we've got to watch at this stage of the season. Is Can the Bengals improve their pass protection, which could be a problem all year long? It wasn't much of an issue or as bad of an issue against the Jets last week, but that's that's a different breed. So um, you look at um, Tyreek Hill in this game, the focal point of most opposing defenses, but Jalen Waddle and his health is going to be key too, is no slots. He's 123 catches, the second most all-time by a player in his first 120 games. He has had a phenomenal start to his career. Then you throw in Tyreek Hill, and as good as uh, those guys are, Jamar Chase is the ability to be the best receiver in this game. He's bidding for his third straight home game with 10-plus catches. So we'll see how this plays out. Maybe the Bengals are catching the Dolphins at the right time. We shall see. Minnesota goes uh, to New Orleans. Uh, excuse me. Minnesota and New Orleans play um, in London is what I meant to say. And the Vikings last week were the benefactors of some questionable coaching decisions by Dan Campbell in week three. But to their credit, they took advantage, made the Lions pay for it, they worked their way back in. It was a game that the Lions clearly um squandered away there. Dalvin Cook's dislocated shoulder. Um, it could be a problem here, but Alexander Madison has run well for them. Uh, we'll see. Does, does Andy Dalton get into play? Uh, they haven't practiced Jameis Winston a lot over in London. Um, do they need to make a move? The offense is not performing well. It's a a largely part of the play of Jameis Winston, but is it due largely to the, uh, Fractured bones in the back. Very well could be. They've got to figure that out in quickly because that's a team that is playing their way out of it pretty quickly, the New Orleans Saints, and their mistakes have absolutely killed them. Um, their defense has kept two straight opponents under 300 yards and lost both times. It's mistakes on offense that are killing them. Uh, Kirk Cousins has put up used uh, numbers in his only other trip across the pond uh, uh, back in 2016 against Washington, if you'll remember. And uh, certainly Alvin Kamara has played well. The last time these two teams met, he had 172 scrimmage yards and six touchdowns. Uh, the Vikings might be the play here uh, with the Saints quarterback situation up in the air. Uh, we've got more information for you at LandryFootball.com, so check that out. A reminder that you can get a breakdown of all of these games in greater detail over at LandryFootball.com when we get into the minutiae of the film grade analysis and tell you... What the film is telling us about both of these teams. Give you a better feel for it. So take advantage of our football season sale today. Also, like to invite you to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network, where we bring you all things NFL and college football, breaking down the game for you. And uh, this helps us get a better feel for what it is uh, your likes and dislikes on these games. Now to the Sunday uh, early games, not the earliest game, which is going to be Sunday morning, the aforementioned Viking Saints games, but the early wave, the 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central games, Cleveland at Atlanta, the Browns beat the Steelers in a way they had become accustomed to losing to Pittsburgh, grinding them with the running game, not blinking, even as the Steelers held a one-point halftime lead. The Browns' greatest strength with Jacoby Brissett under center is that his limitations actually helped them embrace their identity. Um, Brissett. the uh, is a guy that maximizes the things he does. Well, I thought he did a good job against Pittsburgh and breaking down the tape. Um, and I think they're of the football. That's the strength of this team, Their offensive line, their run game. It helps their defense. Cornell Patterson continues to be a real bright spot for the Falcons. He's averaged 6.2 yards per carry. Do I think this continues to the entire year? I don't, but what a player he has become. Um, it's a shame. They don't have a guy to compliment him. The offense has, Actually, played pretty well and pretty well schemed through three weeks, but they got a little bit, need to get a little bit more out of the passing game um, to be a legitimate threat in the South, which I don't think they are. But, you know, Patterson pitch, Drake London, uh, it's an intriguing one, two, three punch. They've got to take advantage of it with the Saints struggling. And I know Carolina, you know, got it done last week, but you can't trust them. I don't know that the Falcons can't get a little closer to 500 than even I would have thought at the beginning of the season. Nick Chubb, the fantasy owners, should be rejoicing about this matchup. The last time these two teams met, Chubb went off for a career-high 209 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. Chubb has the most 100-plus rushing yards games, the 24 and second most rushing touchdowns since entering the league in 2018, so keep in mind there. Um, The Jets in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh looked good for a half against the Browns. Then they reverted back to their dreadful ways in the second half. Worse yet, the defense hammered George to Cleveland's run game. That was really disturbing. Um, you, you know, um, the quarterback situation is the focus. I get it. And I do think that at some point, they've got to usher out Kenny Pickett. But with Buffalo, Tampa, Miami and Philadelphia coming up after this game. Um, we're looking at not really good teams to put kenny pickett in it's not like they're going to give up on the season but the steelers are in a big dilemma it is not a good spot to enter him in the game this stretch of games they're playing but you know they could end up two and six one and seven and that never had a losing season is going to be staring mike tomlin in the face the jets magic or whatever it was against the Brown ran out pretty quickly and then spectacularly against Cincinnati. So um, now players arguing on the sidelines uh, on the plus side, Zach Wilson is going to be back with this game. Um, Pittsburgh's offense is so bad that even if the Jets struggle, they probably will be in this game into the fourth quarter. I uh, think about um, tight end Tyler Conklin, who was a reliable target for Joe Flacco and Wilson's absence last week posted a career high eight catches. Curious to see if Wilson can, Rely on him a little bit more as a checkdown option. Only five players in the NFL have had five or more games with one and a half plus sacks since the start of 2021. Uh, TJ Watt's one of them. He's not in this game. So two is the other outside backer, Alex Highsmith. Um, Jets might have a chance in this game. Washington at Dallas. Washington's offense uh, was a no show against Philadelphia, and their defense didn't show out much as uh, either. Philadelphia looks really good. Um, Things are not going to get easier. This cowboy team with Cooper Rush playing with confidence, Dallas generating a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones last week and likely going to do that against Carson Wentz. This could be a long afternoon for Washington. Um, Look, I think rush is comfortable because of the running game and the defense. He's not having to make a ton of plays. He can be smart folks. It is no secret that when. You evaluate quarterbacks, people throw it and say, People throw this out, not literally throw it, but they throw this out. Well, this guy's not good, and that's why the team's not good. Well, a lot of times the team is not good, and therefore the quarterback's not good. Protection's not good. Oh, by the way, talk to me about the defense, how defenses get you in a hole, and now all of a sudden you got to put the game on your hat and on your back. And well, you're not ready to do that. You can manage things well and start to grow into it and make smart decisions when you don't have to force it. When you have to force it, you're going to make some big plays, but you're going to make more mistakes. And you know what I always say, it's a six-to-one ratio. It takes six explosive plays to make up for one mistake. So that has a lot to do with it. Cooper Rush is an example of when I look at him, he's done fine. He's not doing anything to hurt them. He's not doing anything in a spectacular fashion. But they're running the ball well, and they're playing really good defense. Really good defense. So the whole thing about, well, it's Cooper Rush that's turned it around for him. It's the defense taking over. And it's the offense that is we're going to focus on the running game. And sometimes that's a real positive. This is a team that's capable of doing that. It's not about Cooper Rush. It's not about Dak. It's about with Dak, maybe they sat there and relied on him a little bit too much. Go out and make a play. Don't go out there and win football games. Attack teams where they are weak. And I think Dallas is doing that better. Um now Wentz has traditionally fared well against the Cowboys and his eight career starts. Um he's got 14 touchdowns against just four interceptions and has a 95-7 passer rating. Um at this point, Michael Parsons is just one of two players in the NFL with two games of two plus sacks this season. So he's going for his third game in a row, and again, Maybe a pretty good chance to get this done. Do the Cowboys going a little overconfident. Maybe that might be the case last week. Is it going to be the case this week? Is uh, this Washington team desperate? Um, Makes a move. They're 1-2, and but uh, they're in danger of putting themselves in a big-time hole. Seattle is at Detroit. Detroit is a four-point favorite, and it is funny to talk about Detroit being a favorite even at home at any point. You get the impression that Seattle's season-opening matchup with the Broncos was kind of Seattle Super Bowl that they just you know put it all in. Geno Smith had a great game, and the Lions had the Vikings on the ropes last week. And you know Dan Campbell chose to kick a fifty-yard field goal rather than go for it in fourth and four from the Viking thirty-six. Punting might even been better make them go the distance as it is. Kirk Cousins needed two 28-yard passes to K.J. Osborne to get Minnesota in the end zone. And the Lions, despite having played pretty well in all three of their games, they're one and two. And this is one of the problems with teams that are trying to learn how to win. It's about how you play situationally. It's about how you finish. You have to find ways to win games in multiple ways. It is not good enough to play well. It's not good enough for me to say, The Lions look pretty good on offense. They move well. They scored well. Look, they gave the Eagles as tough a game as they played this year. The Eagles, it is. But yet they really weren't a threat to win it. They don't make the plays in critical moments that you have to make play. Um,
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.
1: 18 plus. Tyler Lockett, the only receiver in the NFL besides Cooper Cup to have two games with nine plus catches this year. He is part of what makes this team pretty good. Jared Goff has been made fun of a lot, but I'm going to tell you something. He has played well, really well at home. He's four and one with 14 touchdowns and just two interceptions. In the past five home starts, this Lions team is pretty good. They look better than Seattle. Can they find a way to close it out? Can they finish? I think this is an important game for the psyche of this team. They need something good to happen. You need to go out there, play free, not play tense, don't play not to lose, go out aggressively, take one of uh, Detroit. You're the better team here. Tennessee, Indianapolis, all it's. It's 1-2 and two Tennessee, 1-1 one, one and 1 Indianapolis. It's for the lead in the AFC South. Well, not really. Jacksonville's there. But we think these two teams are the best two teams in the division. But I don't know that they're good enough to basically rule them as a cinch or anything. The Titans finally delivered the type of performance that they and needed this past week. Derrick Henry started to get himself on track still. The Titans had to hang on for dear life and stop a two-point conversion attempt with just a minute to go to secure a victory. There's a lot of question marks for me about Ryan Tannehill. And quite frankly, this defense looks really bad. The Colts saved their season, likely in the narrative with a win over Kansas City. It was a confidence game and a must-win game. They weren't really good on offense, folks, when I looked at the tape. But they did enough. Their defense kind of stifled Patrick Mahomes at moments. And we know that, the, look, for whatever reason, the Chiefs just played an awful game. Turnovers, mistakes. The Colts offense has struggled overall. Um, they've, they've given up just 2.6 yards per carry this year, which is pretty good. They look like a team that could match up pretty well in a game like this. Kevin Bynard is a really good player. He's one of the premier safeties in this league. But, Beinerd has an interception in uh, two of his past three games at Indianapolis and is looking for his third straight game against Indy. He's had two-plus passes defense as well. Jonathan Taylor is, I think, replaced Derrick Henry as the best workhorse back in the league. But they've got Naheem Hines, who's really good, and he's got four touchdowns in the past five games against Tennessee, and he has five-plus catches in three of his last four meetings against the Titans. So they match up pretty well. We'll see if, uh, with the way this Titans defense is playing, if the Colts can uh, crack the cold here. Chicago at the Giants. um, You watch the tape and you come out of there saying, How the hell are the Bears two and one? Well, you know how they two and one. You watched it, but it's just not very good. The offense has been bad to abysmal. They got smoked uh, by San Francisco. What's most troubling is. Their passing offense, which is worse than in um, in, uh, in the league in attempts, yards, and net yards per attempt, the Bears have passed for a grand total of 235 yards in three games. Looks well, that's that's a half for some teams. Running back, that uh, running attack is second in the NFL. That's because they have to rely on it a lot. And look, they're dead last in total yards. Um, New York is two and one. The Giants couldn't beat Cooper Rush and. The Giants, uh, but stopping Justin Fields and the Bears might be an easier task. Um, What could be more problematic for New York is protecting Daniel Jones, who really uh, didn't play poorly when he had time, but he was under siege against the Cowboys. Uh, Can they do that against Daniel Jones this week? Sterling Shepard's done for the year. Kadarius Toner and Leonard Williams um, didn't practice on Wednesday. The Giants are banged up here. This may be another one where the Bears can sneak out with a win. Uh, Roquan Smith, big interception, set up the Bears win over Houston and became the first player since Lorenzo Alexander in 2018 with 15-plus tackles and an interception in a single game. Jones had 79 rushing yards last week. His third career game with 75-plus rushing yards, and you might not think uh, in his uh, 1,125 rushing yards since 2019, ranks fifth among quarterbacks. You don't think of him as that, but when you look at his need to escape um, due to lack of protection, it explains a little bit of those numbers, even though it doesn't jump out at you. Jacksonville at Philadelphia, it seems like um, uh, a game that was not real exciting, but how about this? 2-1 and Jacksonville going to 3-0 and Philly. Uh, Could you say – game of the week this week. I don't know if I go there, but the Jags look like a new team under Doug Peterson. Um, they are Trevor Lawrence's development is getting a lot of attention, but the defense of Jacksonville looks nasty. Um, they suffocated the Colts and the charges in successive weeks. Um, I, I'm gonna tell you, I'm not ready to give the division to either Tennessee or Indy. I think the Jags could stay in the race. Not because they're outstanding by any means, but they've got a quarterback that they're building around. They've got a defense that's playing good. Tennessee doesn't have a defense. They have questions at quarterback. I'm not not so sure that Jacksonville may not stay in the race, perhaps with Indy the rest of the way. We'll see. Philadelphia looks really complete. Jalen Hurts looks outstanding through three weeks of the season. Uh, the Eagles dominated Washington last week, and and like the Jags, have a really good defense that's flying under the radar. That's um, getting to the quarterback. Um, you know, it's 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 really fun to watch and see these teams play as well as they're playing. The guy to keep an eye out for, if you haven't watched him, for Jacksonville is the rookie Devin Lloyd. One of my favorites in the draft last year out of Utah. He's been one of the better linebackers in the country for a couple of years in college, and he has been a monster in pass coverage. He's got three passes, defense, and an interception in week three. The first rookie since Marshawn Lattimore in 2019 with three-plus passes, defense, and an interception in consecutive games. That's pretty impressive for a linebacker. A.J. Brown has had real good success against Jacksonville. It's a different team, though, but the former Titan uh, has got a lot of yards against them. This Jack, this Jacks team is good. This would be a good win for the Eagles to stay unbeaten, and it would be a really eye opening win for the Jags. If they win this. Look out. There'll be a lot of talk. Buffalo's at Baltimore. You know, uh,
0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW, void, are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.
1: none of the stats that usually tell the, the most accurate tale of a game, the time of possession, total yards, total plays, runs, et cetera, would have you suggest that the Bills lost their game against the Dolphins? Um, they did. The Dolphins found the cold, cracked the cold to beating the Bills. They stayed close. Um, Buffalo has beaten a lot of people decidedly, but they're now 0-7 in their last seven games decided by seven points or less. When you go back to the playoffs, you go back to some games leading into the playoffs that cost them home field and the Miami game. And we know it has a lot to do with Andrews, still like this Bills team. But that is something that is real, the ability to win those close games. The Ravens went into Foxborough and handed the Patriots um, another command performance by Lamar Jackson. He turned a close game into a comfortable win with his play. The Jackson to Mark Andrews connection is a strong one. But well, Rashad Bateman and Devin DuVernay are starting to give Jackson some help from the receiver position. Uh, this um, this game feels like a potential playoff game or a feel to it. Um, it's a good-looking – two good-looking teams that are playoff-caliber teams. Josh Allen's MVP bribes are, or vibes are – Still there, even in that loss to Miami. Um, who's ahead of him in touchdown passes? Quickly, quickly. Lamar Jackson, the likely MVP favorite. He has got 10 on the season and he leads the league in passer rating at 119. Why? Because the threat of the run is real. Might be uh surprised if Buffalo goes down two weeks in a row. Wouldn't surprise me. This Baltimore team's really good and this Bills team is banged up. We'll see what the Bills can do to get off the mat. We'll see what the Chargers can do getting off the mat. One in two Chargers used to know two and one, maybe one of the biggest surprises, but when you look and study the Chargers, you see the injuries they're reeling. And not just because Justin Herbert is hurting. Rashawn Slater is done for the year. Joey Bosa is having surgery going on the IR. I mean, it's a mess there. And I think this, um, you know, keeping Staley, uh, Staley, keeping urban in the game was really questionable. Uh, this team is playing its way out very, very quickly. Uh, the Texans played Chicago tough, but a late Davis mill interception was a backbreaker. Rookie Damian Pierce is an interesting guy to watch and keep an eye out for the Texans. Um, some other thoughts yet. Mike Williams has been a reliable playmaker on the road. He's going to go for his third straight road game with a touchdown catch. And fourth straight road game with 110 plus receiving yards. Pierce has lived up to his preseason hype. We talked about him. It's one of the intriguing backs in preseason. He's been really good. He's carried it over to the regular season. Don't be surprised if this game's a little closer than you might think. The late afternoon game uh, sees Arizona at Carolina for one. Um, the Cardinals, outside of that flurry comeback against the Raiders, haven't done a whole lot well. Murray um, is fun. Um, the defense is a mess. They can't defend the pass. They're not well coached. Um, you know, Carolina, do they have legitimate confidence over the Saints turning the football over and their defense? Look, Phil has got that Panther defense playing well. And Christian McCaffrey, um, shout out Wednesday's practice because of that thigh injury. If he doesn't go in the game, this is a big difference. But they got a win last week, and if they can get him in the game, they've got a really good chance to win this. Um
0: lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Mari fared well against the, the, the Panthers in the past. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Mayfield hasn't been good, by the way and he's done well against the Cardinals. So this is an opportunity um, for the quarterbacks, at least from Baker Mayfield's standpoint, to have some success against Arizona. I'm really worried about this Cardinal offense. New England goes to Green Bay. Uh, It feels like, you know, Bill Belichick is having to find creative ways to get things going. Lamar Jackson ran roughshod over him, got Aaron Rodgers this week. Uh, Mac Jones is, I'm sure, is going to be out this week. Uh, Green Bay is doing a good job running the football. A.J. Dillon was limited in practice this week. If he's healthy and can go, there's no doubt, I think, sticking to the run game with Dillon and Aaron Jones is the way to go. Um, You know what Aaron Rodgers can do, but with this receiving core developing, I think they need to work on developing it, but lean on the run game and the defense. I think that's their best chance to advance in the playoffs. And then, if they need some big plays by then, I think those young receivers may have grown up. Brian Horry uh, will likely get the starter and maybe for the foreseeable future. If things look really bleak for the Patriots, they're one and two, and it's going to take some kind of effort to be one and three. Anything happens in the NFL week in and week out, we know that. But this would be really surprising. You got Denver at Las Vegas. The two and one Denver Broncos not looking really good. The Raiders at 0-3 in a desperation mode. Uh, it was a bad-looking football game, but the Broncos got a win last week um, in that game against um, the Niners. Denver is going to have to figure some things out offensively. They're not real organized. The defense is keeping them in games, but they've got to figure some things out, but they're 2-1 and one trying to figure it out. The Raiders are 0-3 in trying to figure things out. They can't get out of their own way. And, you know, they need to get a win here and then next week find a way to beat Kansas City. <laughs> this is tough to do when you're 0-3. But I'm telling you, they could be 2-3 and 3 and right back in this division race. I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying it's there for them. They need to play better around Derek Carr, and Derek Carr needs to play better, a lot better. He's just completing 60% of his passes. You know, the contributions they made to add to the receiver and core. Um, Devontae Adams has had a solid start, but it's slow by his standards. They need more from him. They need more from the Raiders. It's a desperation game. I don't look at this game as, you know, the film telling me that the Broncos are that much better. I think the Raiders can win it. I think they're desperate. It's to be interesting if they can get it done at home. Sunday night, we've got Kansas City at Tampa Bay. We don't know as of the taping of the show if this game's gonna be in Tampa or in Minnesota due to the Hurricane Ian. Um, I don't know that there's any real trouble in Kansas City. It was an awful performance last week against the Colts. Patrick Mahomes and Eric, the enemy, were kind of getting after it a little bit. I don't think that's a big deal. Those things happen. You just see it a lot more now. Um, but they were sloppy last week. They didn't play well, and I think Andy has a good handle on things, uh, and I think we'll see a correction there, but this is going to be a tough matchup. The Bucks might end up having to um, play this game on the road, as we said. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did a pretty good job at times, but the Bucs' defense put the clamps on them for the most part. The defense did their job, and offensively, without the receiving weapons, the Tom Brady... Got the Bucks in a position to come back. I wouldn't count out the Bucks yet. I, I, they're banged up. They need to get healthy. Uh, this is a you know a two and one Bucks team, a two and one Kansas City team. You kind of watch this game on Sunday night. You kind of see which who has what. The Chiefs are a little bit healthier. Maybe the Bucks are a little bit more desperate. Don't know. I do think that um, Travis Kelsey can take over a game like this. Mike Evans is going to be back for the Bucs. So those are some other things to keep in mind for this matchup. And then we round out the week five, a uh, week four in the NFL with the Rams against the Niners on Monday night. And I don't, I know what to make of the Rams, but to be honest with you, um, they look really good at times. At other times they look like they're below average, um, but they find a way to win. You know, they're, they're 2-1. Um, they didn't take control of Arizona, even though they looked a lot better. The Cardinals have got a lot of problems. On the plus side, Stafford didn't throw an interception, and that's usually some of the problems where they get a lot of people to get back in games. Uh, we need to see where this plays out. San Francisco gave away last Sunday night's game against the Broncos. The Niners did just enough to open the door for Denver. Um, never more than Jimmy Garoppolo stepped out of the back of the end zone. Um, it's still time for Shanahan and Garoppolo to figure things out. Remember, he didn't get a lot of reps this offseason. You know, and people think, well, he knows the offense, you need reps. You need reps. Tom Brady needs reps. Aaron Rodgers needs reps. You need them. Trust me. Uh, I think they got to get a little healthy. They've got to get some things on track offensively. Um, I think the Niners can do it. They've got a chance here, and maybe – in a desperation move at home to win one on Monday night. Uh, some other things the 49ers have challenged Jalen Ramsey, and it's it largely not gone all that well. He's bidding his fourth straight game against the, the, the Niners with a pass defended. George Kittle has been a really good primetime player. It's his third Monday night football game in a row with touchdown receptions, or at least he's trying to get to that. Uh, this ought to be a really interesting game. Obviously a very important divisional game, but a little bit more desperation I sense being felt in San Francisco. Although going into um, this game two and one and losing it perhaps for the uh, defending Super Bowl champions or the last year's Super Bowl champions would be concerning. Hey, that's a look at each and every matchup. But we've got more detailed film room breakdowns over at LandryFootball.com of all of these games. Uh, all of the college games, we got it all for you to get you a better feel for what the film says about these teams uh, this uh, weekend going forward. So make sure that you check that out. How do you do it? Simply go to LandryFootball.com. Check out the football season sale. It's the best one we've got going. You get it for a full calendar, 12-month year. Uh, It's the best deal. It gets you all the information from everything, from recruiting to the draft, the college personnel, NFL personnel. Teams, players, coaches, schemes, we got it all for you. Also, we'd like to ask you to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. Um, just a, an outstanding resource that we have to give you a lot of great inside information uh, on uh, the, the NFL game, the college game. So, subscribe, like, and share it if you would. Hey, appreciate you joining us. Enjoy week four of the NFL. Starts off with an exciting one and ends up with a divisional matchup on Monday night. Be safe out there. If you are in the Florida and the southeast area where the storm is coming through, hope it doesn't affect the football games. But more importantly, uh, we hope it doesn't do too much property damage or cause of lack of life uh, in those areas. So be safe out there. Godspeed. Enjoy the football. We'll be back to break it down for you at LandryFootball.com and on Landry Football uh, Podcast Network.